Good morning. Let's get this uh, show started like the song says. Black Eyed Peas. I think they're becoming a classic. Well, that duo anyway, but good song. My name is Michael Mullis, president of a company called Mortgage Teacher. And well, that's exactly what we plan on doing today. Teaching you what's going on in this world of mortgages. It was a pretty hot news topic uh, on Wednesday's show when Bank of Canada met in the morning and you know there's been a lot of pressure of rates going up so we're going to focus on that in today's show so I want to put this together because I've had a lot of people call in and even to the level of you know fear for the exact meeting time meaning say they're meeting at 10 o'clock there was calls Wednesday at 9 wondering if you know should we lock in immediately uh, before they raise rates here in a little bit and so we're going to talk about exactly when they say rates are going up what different kinds of rates we're talking about so first of all I'm identifying that and then exactly you know don't don't be fear I feel the the articles and the media are kind of like when you read the title it's a lot more fearful than the body of the message so we're going to bring some logic to your mortgage and at the end, you know, have confidence and how you can really take advantage. I've never seen mortgages so, so, how can I say, so full of value. Um, I was always taught that it's not just the lowest rate. It's where's the best value and how you can use it and why. And, and that's kind of the huge opportunity in the mortgage world today. So it's the exact opposite. Don't be worried about what's going on. Take advantage of what is going on. And that's, uh, I think, what we'll talk about on today's show and help build confidence again. So my name is Michael Mollis, like I mentioned it earlier in the show. And please, please feel free to Google Mortgage Teacher. Um, read what we're doing in the area, London and surrounding area. Read the reviews. Feel free. And, and for all of you that have used us and you're listening, thank you so, so much. Uh, those reviews are so helpful. You know, help other people understand what we're here to do. Um. I've always told my clients this, you know, me personally, it's a little different. I'm I'm sick of everyone out there to get you a mortgage. I can give you a mortgage. I'll get you the lowest rate. That's bank's advice, guys. I kind of look at like, who's going to help me get rid of this mortgage? Who's going to give me a plan with automation? Like I said, out of sight, out of mind. I always say that and build a habit so you can pay your mortgage off a lot quicker. And that's what mortgage teacher is here to do doesn't matter which bank you're using, which institution. We're friends with them all. I mean, it kind of works on an efficiency level, really. Uh, you know, if we can get the documents and, the, you know, all, all the information to the bank real quick so they can make a quick decision, then, you know, everybody wins. They don't have to waste a lot of time on it. So there, there's no secret here. Even the car dealerships have kind of become like this. For example, when, you know, like I said on the last show, when I went and got my car loan, I used to go into the bank. And they gave me 8000 and I'd go look in the auto trader. I'm really showing my age, right? <laughs> but no, nowadays you don't. You go into a dealership, they lay out four different loans. You grab this one, you know, it's maybe at BMO, for example, coming out of your TD account. And you don't care. It's just a payment. And that's the way a lot of people are taking on their mortgage. Hopefully a lot more active and prepaying the mortgage. So that's an important thing to be able to do is put extra money on your mortgage, which most of them do for the for the most part. But let's get back to the interest rates of stuff. Let's identify the difference and what we talked about. So the big announcement this week was all about, are they going to push it up? And when they say, are they going to raise rates? They're talking about the variable rate. So if you have a variable rate or a line of credit, that's when this affects things. Now, let's just kind of look at what I mean by that. Because if, 
if they put rates up, what does that mean? And what are they, what are they using to determine? Let me, let me simplify this for you. A lot of people are under this perception that you could wake up tomorrow and you have a 10% interest rate. So no, 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 I don't want to float. I don't want to take a variable. I was told not to because I'm scared of rates going up. But literally people think that you could wake up tomorrow morning and your rate went from 1% to 10%. Folks, that cannot happen. And it's not a market that just goes up and down like a bond market. You know, stocks and bonds, picture the graph. It's not a bond market that pushes your variable up. It doesn't work like that. There's a bunch of meetings set by the Bank of Canada. They just had one on Wednesday and they're going to have one in April. It's usually about the first Wednesday of a month. Okay. Now, the reason they're having this meeting is it's, you know, it would to see how Canadians can afford their life. You know, maybe it sounds something like this. I'm sure a lot more complicated, but overall, you know, how, how, how does it cost these Canadians to live folks? Like, you know, can they, is the, is the employment rate doing very well? What's the cost of energy, for example? What's the cost to live groceries that, so look around, it's kind of tough, right? It's not that easy. Um, so therefore if it's tough, usually they keep rates low because they want to keep consumer spending to make this world go round. The whole supply and demand thing, which is another thing that's tough. Now, usually we push rates up to slow down inflation. The problem is this isn't just Canadian real estate inflation. This is global inflation. This is something that raising the rates in Canada is not going to control that easy. Have you noticed your groceries go up? Have you noticed the, the cost of you know, something being shipped in, lumber, steel. If you noticed, even toys are sold out and hard to get. Uh, if you order a truck, of a vehicle, it might not be coming in yet. You might have to wait a year or so. So there's a huge shortage, which is causing inflation, which is causing it difficult for us to afford things. So there's really no reason <clears throat> to raise prime, to raise the rates. Now, when I say prime, if you have a pen and paper, maybe scribble some of these numbers down so you can... Maybe I'm going to throw some quick numbers out so you can understand. Prime rate is at 2.45%. Okay. So that means if you have a line of credit, maybe it's prime plus four. So you'd be at 6.45%. Maybe you have a line of credit attached to your house and that's at prime plus a half. Therefore, you would be at 2.95% on that. Okay. Not that bad of a rate. If you had a variable rate mortgage, you could have prime minus a half, maybe prime minus one. So your rate could be 1.95 or as low as 1.45. Okay. So these are how how variables work. So if they were to meet on Wednesday and prime did go up, it would probably would have gone up a quarter, if anything. So that would go from 1.45 to 1.7. Well, the fixed rates, they were totally different. Oranges and apples, folks. Variable rate floats with prime. It goes up and down depending what you lock in it. If you lock in it prime minus one, it's going to stay there for your whole five years. And it'll float. But it's not going to jump up tomorrow morning and jump up the next morning. No, no, no. Those set meetings. Okay, so first of all, that should turn down the kind of fear factor, I guess. Now, as far as fixed rates, that goes with the five-year bond market. So if you Google search Bank of Canada five-year bond, play around with the graph, hit the long-term graph, play around, see it go up and down. If you see the graph going up, 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 
then five-year fixed are likely going to be announced that they're going up, maybe 0.1, 0.2. You know, lately they've gone from 2.5 to, uh, or, or sorry, like they were down to the 2%, but 2.5, then up to 2.7. And right now they're still under 3%. But they're about, you know, 2.9 in that range. So just a quick analysis there. Fixed rates are just under 3%, but variable. You can get as low as, you know, one and a half. Folks, it's over a 1% difference. One and a half percent difference between a fixed and a variable. Aha. And there's where the opportunity lies, as long as you're not fearful. Now, I hope that helps introduce the big, you know, shows how a variable works, where it is right now. When we come back from this news break, I'm going to get into the articles and just what's been going on over the last couple of months and why you shouldn't be fearful. And of course, then how you can take advantage of this huge, you know, difference between fixed and variable and, you know, get the best of both worlds. We'll be right back. I'm Michael Mullis of Mortgage Teacher. Look us up. We'll be back right after this. Well, here we go again. Now, that is a classic compared to the first song, I must admit. My name is Michael Mullis, president of a company called Mortgage Teacher. And if you were listening to my show before, thank you for not hitting that button, changing that dial. Uh, but uh, we're going to get the answers that you're looking for. If you are just tuning in now, feel free to look us up at Mortgage Teacher. And hey, read the reviews, read about what we do. And like I mentioned it earlier in the show, we're you know, I'm sick of everyone trying to get people a mortgage. We're going to help you get rid of this thing and develop a bit of a plan. So what we're talking about on today's program is almost a fear factor of mortgages. And it seems to be the variable rate or or even bigger yet, the fear of rates going up. They're going up. They're going up. But let's let's just turn down the negativity a little bit, folks. And let's kind of take this head on, okay? So we want to make sure that you see light at the end of the tunnel when paying your debt off. And we want to make sure it's not a train. Um, you know, let, let's get, a, like I said, a design plan to pay this off. And how can you take advantage? That's what I promised I would do in today's show. So just earlier in the program, I'll just kind of recap real, real quick. We were talking about variable rate, how, you know, you can't wake up tomorrow and have a 10% interest rate. It, they have set meetings. Typically, they move it by a quarter. And then, you know, today's prime, if you wrote that down, is 245 so depending what you have, a variable or a line of credit or whatever kind of loan is floating with prime, it could be prime plus four, prime minus one, you know, prime plus a half, and it all floats with 2.45. And like I said, they met on Wednesday and they decided not to move it a quarter and they're not moving it again until, well, they'll talk about moving it in April. Now, what I wanted to do is go back in history a little bit and, and go back quite a bit just to show an example of when this has happened before and, and how we handled it. And it was back at September 11th, unfortunately, 2001, when we went back. It's to pr- keep consumer spending, folks. We have to make sure we can keep shopping. So then that way, of course, that makes the world go around, the supply and demand, which, yes, is another issue. Okay, that's a whole other show. But if we go back to September 11th, they bought Prime down a half one time, even two times. That's an emergency. That means they got to bring the rates down so fast to get us out kind of shopping again. Now, what happens when they bring the rates down? What does it look like? Well, that's when you see 0% financing at your, you know, your car dealership. That's when you see don't pay for a year at your furniture store. That's when you see cheap rates that advertise in the bank windows because lines of credit have come down. 
Okay, <clears throat> when prime comes down, all kinds of lending comes down and you start to see deals. And that's what's needed to get people out shopping again. Now, look around. Does it look like it's easy times right now? No, it's kind of similar, isn't it? If we go back to September 11th, or 2001, sorry. If we go back to 2001 and when they brought the rates down, if you look, they didn't go back up and they only started going up by a quarter. But they didn't go up until 2006. Folks, that's five years of, of Prime staying the same. And let's go back to 2006, 2007. That's when all of our friends would go out to Calgary, get a job, quit that job, a good paying job too. Quit that job, cross the street and get another good paying job. Because the economy was really picking up, a lot of jobs. Okay, that's when rates start to go up, of course, and the whole economy picked up. Now, that's a good example of when we've seen rates go down for, you know, due to something negative that way uh, to promote consumerism. And then, of course, get out there and start spending again. And that's how long it took to recover from that five years. This seems a little bit bigger. Now, as far as the fear of rates going up, identify what the rates are. Like I said, this is all variable rate talk. There's also when if fixed rates are going up, that's the five year bond market. Okay. So as far as the, as, as the variable, like I talked about in history, I want to go back to just, it seems like the news articles lately are just kind of saying rates are going up, rates are going up, or Michael, what are the, what are the rates at these days? Like I said, there's variable rate. That's what they're talking about in the news sometimes. So you have to listen to what they're talking about. Sometimes they're talking about fixed rates back in November, November 15th. That's when there was a big article that started to go all over the place saying that expect rates to increase eight times, up to eight times. It was, I believe it was someone from Scotiabank. But if you look at the timing of that article, if we go back in time a little bit, what else was being announced on the news was that's when our government was saying that, you know, masks are going to be taken down in January and, you know, this whole COVID is going to be lifted by March. That's when Doug Ford announced that. So, of course, that's a news article saying this is how we're going to recover. We're, it's time to bounce out of this. Here comes, you know, business back to normal again. That's when he kind of threatened that rates could go up that fast. But, of course, as we look all Christmas with the lockdown and, you know, a step back. Now you start seeing some news articles saying, "Ooh, baby steps, baby steps. We'll see the rates go up. Literally, quote unquote, baby steps. We'll see the rates go up. Of course, because it's a touchy and go situation. With, you know, look around, like I said, our employment as such. So when they have these meetings, it kind of, you know, I'm simplifying it, but, you know, it kind of sounds like the, the Fed sitting there saying that, okay, folks, how is it, how can our Canadians afford today's life? Well, here's how, what's the cost of living? What's the cost of energy? Um, what's the employment rate like? So these are all the things that are factors that, you know, the dollar, everything that comes into fact with prime rate. So when you look around, you can sort of predict that prime is going to, you know, I can see it staying the same. I can see it going up a quarter. But if it goes up a quarter, I cannot see it going up a quarter again and a quarter again. I just don't think we can afford that right now. There's still a, a lot of recovery from this. If it took us five years to recover, you know, primer rate wise with September 11th, it took five years. I can see this able to take longer for sure. So that's the the worry I have or the lack of worry right now saying that this is why you see hesitations of, of rates going up. 
Okay, so there's one. Don't worry about it going up that fast, especially if you thought it could be up overnight. Now, as far as how you can take advantage, this is huge, guys. If you were to run your numbers with a fixed rate, so I get a lot of people saying, you know, I want to take fixed because I want to make sure. I just want to be safe. Okay, I understand that. But you might be locking in at 2.9% or something like that. So if you take that payment, say it comes out to, you know, $2,000, but then you look at the variable and it's quite a bit lower. And then after what I just taught you, so you're not fearful of it going up, that it might go up to 1.7. And then in a couple, you know, a year or so, it could maybe go up to 1.95. But folks, you're still one whole percent below the fixed rates. So what I'm saying is, say you took the difference on a, on a client the other day, it was about $450 a month. So you take that 450 and move it over to your bank account in the meantime, or set your payments at the higher amount as if you're paying the five-year fixed and all that extra 450 a month is principal folks. Well, do the math. If you end up, you know, in a two years, prime went up to 1.95 or 2%. It has to move up six times to catch your fixed rate. In the meantime, now you're paying extra principal off. There's no reason you don't get twenty and $30,000 ahead of the game. So that's where you can take advantage, folks, right now. Is play, do your number. In fact, to be honest, if you really want to dis- discipline yourself, and this is what we teach, the stress test, another rate you have to discuss, and that's a, another news topic, by the way, that, you know, could when they're talking about rates changing, it could be the stress test rate. So you got to look into the article. But anyway... The stress test is at 5.25%. Okay? So maybe set your bar there. Look at what your payment is there. Set your payment there and then use the variable to pay down more principal. I've said it on the show before, folks. The lowest rates are here. I'm calling you out. I am. I'm going to ask, what are you going to do while they're here? Now you should be paying down the principal more than ever. My name is Michael Mullis, president of Mortgage Teacher. And hey... If you like what you heard on this show, look us up, reach out. Please read the reviews and read what others are, how they're taking advantage of Mortgage Teacher. Again, I'm Michael signing off. Have a great weekend, folks.